You know what? I'm excited about tonight because I'm a little bit nervous, I'm going to be honest, because it's one of those evenings. I'm standing here so I can see you. Not Hopefully I'm not going to fall off. But it's one of those evenings, guys, where I sense that God is going to come in power. I sense that he's going to come and meet with us. And ever since we decided what the topics would be for this weekend, I knew I would be giving this talk. The title of the talk is Power Tribe. It's about God's power. And I feel like he wants to come to every single one of you tonight and he's going to break out in power. So I hope you're excited. And I'm going to start off by sharing a few stories, a few power stories. So the first one is a little bit funny. I um, Some time ago, I was on a bit of a blessing the community project type thing over in a place called Snenton in Nottingham. And uh, we were trying to find some things to do that would be helpful. So we started asking people, uh, do you want your garden doing? Uh, no. Do you want uh, painting? No. This one guy says, I would like you to unblock my drains. And I um, thought, well, it's probably not a level of expertise, but why don't we try? So um, we get these rods and, and we, we stick these rods down the drain. A uh, little detail I need to tell you is that the drains were full of, um, <laughs> it was what looked like chicken korma, okay? It looked like sick. I was like, a few times, nearly being sick. My mate had his hands down these drains, and these drains would not unblock. And I didn't want to have to go back to the guy and be like, we can't unblock your drains. And um, as a bit of a joke, not a bit of a joke, but sort of as a last attempt, I was like, let's pray. So I was like, in the name of Jesus, chicken korma drains, unblock. Okay? Guys, this is what happened and it unblocked. The drains unblocked. An amazing story. Here's another story. Some weeks ago, some months ago now, this guy came to our church, and he was praying for people, and he was like getting these people out who had back problems, and he was measuring their legs, and some people had one leg longer than the other, and he was praying for them. These legs were growing out, and uh, I was just uh, in another part of the room, and people were getting all excited, and I was like, is that actually happening? How does someone's leg just grow out? And so I thought I'd go and get involved, so I watched it. And uh, guys, literally before my eyes, this guy was commanding the legs to grow, and the legs were growing out. It was amazing. People were getting healed right in front of me. So I thought, well, if he can do it, why don't I have a go? So I had a go, prayed for my mate. We measured her legs. There was a little bit of a difference. Prayed for them, and out her legs shot. Okay? It was amazing. Or another story. There's a couple of lads here tonight who are in Trent Youth. They're 13 years old. And they came to DTI last year. They got filled with the Holy Spirit, and they went home totally excited to share, share Jesus with their mates. So they go to school together, and they're in a science lesson. And um, they've they're sort of got a thing about creation, and they're talking about the Big Bang Theory. And this guy says, their mate says, I don't believe in God. And they start this conversation. This mate has got a, a banging headache. Okay, So these guys, Ellie and Sean, they, they say to him, well, we can prove to you right now that God exists. We're going to pray for you, and your headache's going to be healed. That's bold, right? So they pray for him. There in their science lesson, this guy gets healed of his headache. An amazing story. So all these moments, these stories, I could share so many with you. They're amazing moments of power. They're moments where heaven meets earth. They're moments where we see God come in an amazing way. So how do these things happen? How did they happen? We've seen this weekend, we've seen God's power come. We heard the stories this morning of God breaking through, God doing something amazing. 
You know, is it because we've all got some sort of superpowers? You know, have I got the chicken korma unblocking superpower? Hopefully not, I'd rather be able to fly. But I've got to be honest, and I want to make it really clear tonight, no one you see on this stage, no one in this building, none of us have got superpowers. None of us are magicians, none of us are waving some sort of magic wand. These amazing things are happening, guys, because of God's power. We could not have done them without him. And as a power tribe, the first thing you need to understand is that God is powerful. It's obvious, but it's profound. He's powerful. God is the most powerful thing ever. The most powerful person, I should say, ever. You know, maybe think of the most powerful thing you can think of. An aeroplane whizzing down a runway if you've been on an aeroplane. A super fast car. Some sort of mega stacked weightlifter training for the Olympics. Nothing on this earth compares to God's power. So we're in Ephesians all weekend, and I want to read this bit about God's power from Ephesians for you. This is tricky. Okay. We're in Ephesians 1, verse 18. It says this. Listen up, it's good. This is Paul talking, right? He says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he has called, his holy people who are, ri- who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. I'm going to read that verse again. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is, he's far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but in the world to come. And what Paul is saying here in the Bible, in the word of God is, is I want you to get it. I want you to understand that God's power is amazing. It's so powerful that he overcame death. It was God's power that raised Jesus from the dead. Nothing compares. And like that song we just sang, there's no rival, there's no equal. And I pray tonight for you. I pray for you tonight that you will understand the greatness of God's power. This is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So God is powerful, and it gets bigger because Paul is saying that if you're following Jesus, then God's power, the Holy Spirit, lives inside you. And this means everyone that's following Jesus, not like your super spiritual youth leader, if you've got any, or, or you know, the people that go around bopping people on the heads with a Bible or wearing a dove t-shirt or something. It means everyone, the whole tribe is included. And we know it because it says it just a few verses before in Ephesians, it says this, Chapter 13, I mean, uh, verse, chapter 13, but chapter, whoa, got a bit of moment. Chapter 1, verse 13. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit who he promised long ago. So Paul is saying that, you know, when you decide to follow Jesus, there's this transaction that happens. When you leave your rucksack of junk, all those stones like Zeke was chatting about last night, when you, when you leave them at the cross, God comes and fills us with his power 
with his Holy Spirit. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit coming to fill us, we're not talking about some like ghost or weird like may the force be with you. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a person. We're talking about the third person of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so God himself, he's, he's coming and he's living inside our hearts. And the thing is, without this power, without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything. And I wanted to help explain this by telling you a story. Has anyone here's phone battery ran out yet? Yeah. It's horrendous, isn't it? Okay, so my phone's got 22% or something like that. Here it is. Here it is with me. But I love my phone partly because it's yellow and partly because it obviously does loads of cool things. But a few years back, me and a mate, we went on this bike ride. I had the phone in my back pocket. Lovely day. We cycled 26 miles, which I think was good effort. Yes, thank you. And um, my mate here, actually, she's a cyclist, and she cycled 96 the other week. I mean, that's a bit better, isn't it? But anyway, we were cycling, and it was all going well until what happened was it chucked it down. It started raining. It got bad. Everything got wet, and uh, it was not very funny anymore. So we got back to the car, and we couldn't sit on the seats because we were wet. So we had to, this was before bags were 5p, we had to get the Tesco bags, put them on the, um, you know, the seat, and, and sit on it, and drive home. So we're driving home in the car, and um, we get back to my house, and, and, and this is no joke, we get out of the car, and, and the Tesco bags are like a, a bucket of water, and we have to like shake them, it's disgusting, it's horrible, it's like yucky water. And basically what happened was, you know what I'm going to say, didn't you? Don't you? What, what happened? The phone died. The phone died, not just temporarily, but it breathed its last breath. It, it died forever. And I tried to bring about a resurrection. So I put it in a Tupperware of rice. Anyone done that? Has that been successful for anyone? Oh, well, good, good, well done to you. But it didn't work to me. So I tried, uh, uh, I tried that for a week, put it in the airing cupboard. I... Um, Prayed over it. Anyway, nothing happened, and it was dead. It was dead forever. I could not use my phone. I couldn't use my apps. I couldn't take any selfies. That's a big problem for me. I couldn't listen to any music. Nothing worked on that phone. And we've got a little photo for that. Well, it's not a photo. Yeah, we go. There's the dead phone in the water. Now, you might not have found yourself in a situation where you're on a bike ride and your phone's dead, but we all know what it feels like to have a phone that has run out of battery. You know, you're desperate, aren't you? You're desperate to try and find some electricity to, to, to uh, charge it back up. You're desperate to put some power into it. That's a little bit of a picture, guys, of what we look like spiritually without the Holy Spirit. There's no battery charge, there's no power, and nothing works. And for us, when we, when we meet Jesus for the first time, that's what happens. We, we receive this initial charge. We receive the Holy Spirit. We have the power and it's the power that enables the apps to work. And the spiritual apps here, you know, they're things like healing or speaking in tongues or hearing God's voice or praying for people or uh, the fruits of the Spirit, things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The power of the Holy Spirit enables these things to happen. And without this, we've got no power. And the other thing is, this is blatantly obvious, but it's, it's a good point is that if you don't keep charging your phone, like this weekend, what happens? 
It dies. Yeah, okay. It dies out. It doesn't keep its, it doesn't keep its charge. And that is exactly what the Bible says when, when we come to our spiritual lives. It says this in Ephesians 5. Zeke read it last night. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible is saying don't, don't waste your life getting drunk on wine and all those things Zeke talked about. There's something better. There's something way better that brings life and it's the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God. And that, that, that verse, if you look into the text a bit more, it means be filled and keep on being filled. Get charged up and stay on charge. And you can probably tell, this is a, I don't know what's happened to me, but it's a slightly passionate rant. But I'm really passionate about this because I want you guys to understand that we're here this weekend. We, we've seen God's power. We're seeing it. DTI is like some sort of supercharging spiritual experience. It's been amazing. But it can't just be about DTI. It can't just be about this weekend. You know, imagine if you went from tonight to DTI next year and you didn't charge your phone. It'd be ridiculous, right? Because the apps wouldn't work. You wouldn't be able to call anyone for a whole year. And in the same way, spiritually, you've got to stay on constant charge. We can't just plug into God's power this weekend, charge ourselves up, and then wait a year. That's also ridiculous. We need to keep asking the Holy Spirit over and over and over again to come and fill us. Do it on your own. Do it with your churches and your youth groups. And you might be wondering, you know, how, how do we do it? Okay, I get it. I get that's a good idea. How do, we, how do we stay charged? And actually, guys, it's pretty simple. We ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. We ask him to come and fill us. And tonight in a bit, just like we've been doing all weekend, we're going to do that. And God is going to come. He's going to come in power and he's going to come and meet you. Some for the first time, loads and loads of you, again and again and again. So you need his power. You need it for you and you need it to change the world. And we're going to quickly look at these two things. Firstly, the Holy Spirit is the only one who can transform you. Remember those spiritual laps you saw on the, on the photo? Peace. Why wouldn't we want that? Joy, healing, patience, kindness, they come. That's the power that God gives us those things. No matter who you are, God wants to meet with you. And a few years back, I, I had a moment where I realized that God's power would come and meet with me in a very personal way. And it's a little bit funny, but it was profound. I used to be really scared of dogs. Anyone hate dogs? Yeah, hmm, fine. And um, I used to be really scared. Everyone knew it. And one day, I was in a meeting a little bit like this. I was worshipping God. No one was praying for me about anything to do with dogs. I was standing there. The presence of God was there. Nothing dramatic happened on the outside. But in that meeting, Jesus healed me of that fear. And I spent the, I spent the next week or so uh, trying to find a dog to be like, is it real? And uh, there's some photos of me with a dog. And it's not like I've got one now, but it's still amazing that Jesus has healed me of that fear. And, and the thing is about that moment is I realized in that moment that God cared about the little stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that the biggest prayer I had? Probably not. But God cared enough about me to change it. He has the power to change it. I drew close to God and the Holy Spirit came and changed me. 
You know, a few years back at DTI, one of our members in our youth group got drew close to God. The Holy Spirit came in power. They were healed of a dairy allergy they'd had for their whole life. Some others had uh, self-harming scars that were healed. Others were healed from all sorts of things. Does it mean that we always get healed? Does it mean that God always answers our prayers? Well, the answer to that question is, is not always in the way we want. You know, there's, there's some prayers that I've been praying that are so close to my heart that I've been praying maybe for 10, 15 years or so, and, and God hasn't answered them. And sometimes that's really hard, isn't it, right? When God doesn't answer our prayers, it's hard. And sometimes I'm like, maybe, is it because God doesn't love me? Is it because I've done something wrong? No, it's not. It's because we live in this world where it's not perfect. But one day it will be. And the reality is, guys, the, the thing is, is that when we ask God's Holy Spirit to come in power, he does. Sometimes the situation changes. The dog and me, that was a great relationship, now it's thought. Other things, a couple of years ago, I fell and I hurt this shoulder on this stage. I've been prayed over, I don't know, 20 times or more. It's not better, okay? It's still, it still hurts. But every time I come to meet with Jesus, he changes me. He brings me hope and peace and freedom. You need God's power for you. You need his power. Every single person in this room needs his power. And I want to talk very specifically to some of you here tonight who have grown up in church, who this sort of thing is familiar for you. Maybe even your parents are in leadership or something. You, you, you know this stuff. You know you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But yet, perhaps when it comes to it, you can't really be bothered. You feel like you've, you've had enough. You feel like, do you really need God's power? You know, that's a bit of my story. I grew up in the church. My mum's a vicar. I said I never wanted to be involved in church leadership. Look what happened, I know. But I know it's quite funny. She loves it. Of course she does. But, but the point is this, is that you need God's power as much as somebody who's here tonight feeling broken, feeling like they've got major stuff going on. If you're here and you, 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 know, you listen to those guys this morning, you heard their story, you thought they're an amazing story. Yes, they are. But you might be here as well. You're from a family where you, you've always known you've been loved. You've always loved Jesus. That's an amazing story too. But you need to meet with Jesus tonight just as much as everybody else. You need the Holy Spirit for you. We need to stay charged and keep being filled. Keep changing his presence because it's in his presence that we are changed. So this is the very last bit. You need God's power for you, and you need God's power to change the world. You know, when the disciples, they were first filled with the Holy Spirit, they were in this upper room, and, and it was crazy because they were, they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes, and, uh, and it's crazy that the room starts to shake, and, and there's like tongues of fire on their heads, and, and it's crazy. The next day, 3,000, they, they get filled with this boldness. 3,000 people come to know Jesus three times this size of this room. And these like wet, disillusioned disciples suddenly turn into this power tribe. They're, they're up for it. And that is our story because that's the tribe that we're part of. The Bible says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses here and to the ends of the earth. I hope you're getting this. Because the Bible says, 
that that same power that raised Jesus from the grave, the power that fell on the early disciples, it lives in you. And you guys, you are a power tribe, right? That's your identity because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And it's time for you to sort of step up and become who you are. It's time for you to step up and continue to move in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the main thing, guys, is to have a go. Get out your spiritual phone and start clicking on those apps. Click on healing. Take a risk. Pray for your mates. Click on boldness. Ask God to fill you. Then open your mouth and start talking to him, to people about Jesus. Click on tongues. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the gift of tongues. And then start speaking it out. We're going to have a go at that later. Click on hearing God's voice. Learn to hear what God has to say to you. Keep clicking on those apps. Don't worry if you make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. But the more you... The more you stay plugged into the power and using the apps, the more you'll start to see his power. The more you'll start to see his, his power working through you and people will start to see Jesus. I hope this comes across this little next sentence in the right way, but just imagine for a moment if you were as addicted to using your spiritual apps as you were to using your actual phone. And I say that not, not just towards you, I say it to myself as well. Suze, what, what if you were more addicted to wanting to click on the healing app than you were to wanting to click on Instagram? What if I wanted to hear God's voice more and I clicked on that app? Rather than looking on Facebook or playing my favorite game, Tetris, sorry. I am really good at it as well. But Jesus has chosen you. He's chosen you to be his tribe. You are his tribe to change the world in his power. This world, guys, needs Jesus. I'm coming into land, but it needs Jesus. You know, I read an article, someone sent it to me just last week that says, it, the title of it was, British teens are the most amongst the most unhappy in the world. What do your mates need? What do you need? They need Jesus. They need the life that we talked about on Friday night. They need that life to bring them alive, to feel joy and a peace and a hope for the future that is only found in Jesus Christ. The rest of the world need Jesus. And the point is this. You're the best people to go to your mates. You're the one that's there at school or college or on your apprenticeship. You're the one that's there. You're the one that God has put there to tell them. And we can't, just, we can't just come here and have an amazing time and then just leave and think, well, that was amazing. I'll just wait till next year and hope they come up with some sort of cool logo and, and the website looks good and, you know, maybe they'll give me a few more baked beans in my jacket potato. That would be good, right? But, but when the Bible says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it's a promise. It's a promise from God. Don't let fear get in the way. Don't let that stop you. Don't let getting it wrong stop you. Don't let the feeling that you're not good enough stop you. God is longing to fill you. 
He is longing to fill you. And tonight, the place we land in is do you want it? Do you want that power, that power that raised Jesus from the grave? It lives in you. Do you want more of it? Do you want more of it? Because I do. You know, don't look at me and think my life is perfect because any of my mates that know me know that I'm just as broken as everyone else. Just trying to live my life for Jesus. I need his power every single moment of every day. And so do you.